fighting against vaccine mandates should be a leftist issue, actually. How come they're the ones that are trying to impose it? We'll let you know on this bonus episode of IndieThinker. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching. Hey, do us a huge favor. Uh, if you're a friend of the show, if you've enjoyed watching this in the past, please make sure to subscribe. Click the bell to be notified when new episodes drop, but then also go one step further and prove your fealty and make sure to share this with friends. I want to make sure that we, before we go any further, that I give you a little bit of peer pressure, all right? I, I'm not a big proponent of peer pressure, but when it's for a good cause, peer pressure is probably in order. And so I want to encourage you, before things get worse with the economy, go to kevinblairteam.com. If you're even thinking about getting a house in the near future because you want to secure your future, I have to let you know, because I'm a Christian, I love you and I care about you, that you need to make sure to secure your future by getting a home. And that often, for many people, starts with going to get pre-approved. And you can do that now to see if you have what it takes to get a home. So go to kevinblairteam.com, let them know that IndieThinker sent you, and get pre-approved today. So here's the thought for the video today. The left especially leftists, are very fond of talking about oppressors and the oppressed. And very often, the oppressor is the person who has cultural power, who is imposing it upon those who are underneath them, those who are perhaps weak and incapable of fighting back and don't have the resources or the ability to push against uh, those in power, right? So this is this is the Marxist idea. This is the dialectic between the proletariat and the bourgeois. And, and, and this is very often the talking point of the left. Coincidence? Hmm. Coincidence? I think not! So this is very often the talking point specifically of leftists. So I want to make that distinction just to be as fair as possible. But very often... They're fond of talking about this kind of power hierarchy where the little guy is getting stepped on. Well, it's hard not to see that happening right now where there are people who are being fired or let go from their job or people who are having to walk away from their job because those who are in authority are imposing Many think a fascistic mandate upon people who perhaps already have had the virus and have natural antibodies or people who may have pre-existing conditions and don't want to get the vaccine or maybe even people who have religious objections to getting the vaccine. Now, this this far extends beyond people who maybe have a little bit more kind of left field ideas like maybe the the Mormon or the Jehovah's Witness, you know, the, those people who won't get blood transfusions because they don't want anybody's blood in their body except their own blood. And OK, so what not? So there's there's other religious objections, per, you know, like the fact that vaccines very often are made with aborted fetal cells and that kind of stuff. And so the point is, is that people have objections for whatever the reason may be. And and these people are being forced to choose between something they don't want to do and feeding their children. Now, you would think that that seems to be a travesty, and that seems to be an injustice, but it is not an injustice that the left is fighting, so the question is why. So before we do that, I've got a list of heroes for you who are resisting the vaccine mandate simply because, not because they're anti-vaxxers, simply because they believe in freedom 
in Liberty. And I'm, and some of these names are going to really, really interest you. So the first one to add to the hero list, all right, is Sage Steele. Now, Sage Steele made some comments that were considered by the network controversial. I'm going to leave a link below so that you can see exactly what she said. Her comments were not out of bounds. In fact, they were incredibly insightful and incredibly right on. But it just so happened to be about Barack Obama. Um, and this is a mixed woman. She has a black father and a white mother uh, who said these things, just so you understand. She made some comments that they considered derogatory, but they weren't at all. Um, and and so she got some heat for that and was removed from the air and then the vaccine mandate. And she decided just to step away from the network. Now, this is a big deal for Sage Steele because Sage Steele is a big deal. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. She had a huge following. She was a prominent part of the network. So she's risking a lot to step away. By the way, this is just a kind of little side note for LeBron, since I know he watches this show. Uh, real bravery looks like you actually risking something, not just giving popular talking points of the culture and agreeing with those people and trying to impose your worldview on other people. Uh, it's when you actually take a stand for something, you're willing to sacrifice, that's how you really know that you're, that you're a hero. The other one is Allison Williams. Now, Allison's story, I think, is really, really interesting. I don't really know about the science behind being pregnant and getting the COVID vaccine and all that kind of stuff, but she's trying to get pregnant to have her second child, and so she said, I'm not getting the vaccine. Uh, you know, because that can give, in some cases, it has given people COVID. There's been reactions and all of that stuff. And so, needless to say, Allison Williams just is staying away from it from a precautionary measure. She should have the right to do so. And she doesn't want to take the vaccine. Therefore, she had to step away from the network. Another high-profile person is Kyrie Irving. Of course, you guys are probably aware that this NBA basketball player is... <clears throat> really adamant that he's not going to not going to take the vaccine. And then this last one on the list, I think is very interesting, Dan Bongino. So Dan is a part of the Cumulus Network, and that network is imposing a vaccine mandate. And right now they're at an impasse because Dan believes in freedom, believes in liberty. Dan, because he just recently had lymphoma, I think it was, uh, he ref has already gotten the vaccine. So he's been vaccinated. Uh, so this is not about refusing the vaccine. This is just simply about the ability to choose. And so all these people have had to step away from the network. And so here's the deal. The right typically fights battles when there's actually people that they are fighting and things that they are fighting that are real, right? So this is a real issue. And I'm going to say something that may be controversial. You may disagree. Um, that's okay. That's par for the course for this channel. I don't ever always get everything right. I happen to think I'm right here. The left very often fights battles that don't exist. They create battles where there is no enemy, if you want to call it that, on the other side of that issue. And, and then they want to try to achieve some kind of virtuous bravery that doesn't exist because they're not actually fighting anything and not really risking anything. For instance, Black Lives Matter, okay? There are very few exceptions, except for garbage people on the planet, that, that would disagree with the statement Black Lives Matter. You better agree with this statement, Black Lives Matter, if you are a good person or if you consider yourself a good person, right? And so it's the most strategic name on the planet, right? Because how could you disagree with something like that? Well, we don't. We disagree with the organization, not the idea. And we definitely disagree with police brutality. So, uh, so it, it seems an attempt to try to create an enemy that doesn't exist 
All right, Halloween's right around the corner, so how about this one? Erica Christakis had the audacity to write an email, and this is all the way back in 2015. She's a Princeton professor that said, maybe we're going a little bit overboard with telling people that they can't wear costumes if it crosses racial lines. I mean, so they were essentially, if I wanted to wear a Michael Jackson glove and a Michael Jackson jacket to be Michael Jackson for Halloween, I can't do that because I'm culturally appropriating blackness. And as a white person, that's insensitive. And so she wrote an email kind of poking fun at that because it was so ridiculous and it is ridiculous. And so it received an incredible backlash. Okay, so nobody is really out there fighting for the right for a white person to wear the costume of a black person. Now, obviously, blackface and all that stuff. Let's push that to the side because that's not even what we're talking about. Um, I, I, I obviously I disagree with it from its historical perspectives and it shouldn't be done. But there's nothing wrong with a white person appreciating and even idolizing if you do it in the right context, somebody like Michael Jackson or somebody like Michael Jordan, who's better than LeBron. No comment about that one. But the point is, is that there's all these ghosts that the left fights. But when it comes to real issues where people are actually being oppressed, they're incredibly silent. I mean, there are people right now who cannot pay for their bills. There are people right now who are losing their jobs. There are people right now who are being forced to make the hardest decision of their life simply because of these vaccine mandates. You would think if you really care about those who are oppressed and you really care about fascistic ideas and you really care about injustice, you might lift a voice on the left to defend those who, who say they have the right to refuse a vaccine if they want to. Now, I want to just insert one more thing before I get to the why. I know that there's a lot of people out there who are just saying, what's the big deal? It's just a vaccine. You know, you have to take mumps vaccines and you have to take measles vaccines and your kids have to take vaccines to go to public schools. Um, I'm just going to tell you, I believe that there's a difference. There is only two times that I am aware of. You can leave below in the comments section if I am wrong, but I think I'm right about this. I've been wrong before. It's happened once or twice. I think there's only two times in American history where adults have been forced to have vaccinations. And that is in George Washington's army. And then the second one is on a state and local issue where there was an outbreak. Okay, so the difference between the state and local issue is that, uh, and this was like in the early 1900s or something, I think in New Hampshire. So the difference here is obviously it's a state and local issue. You can go to a different state if you want to. The obvious difference with the George Washington thing is this, is it's the army. I, the reality is, is that these guys signed up to risk their lives and they were fighting a battle where the whole country depended upon them. And so it's obviously different. Not to mention, do you really want the military imposing vaccines upon the populace? I'm not sure that you would really endorse that. And so the point is, is this, is that there is no precedent for what we're experiencing right now in history. There is no precedent for doing this for children. Why? Because science, right, which the left is fond of talking about, science has told us that kids are really, really likely not to die from this disease. In fact, those who did not have comorbidities, I'll leave this down below in our sourcing so that you know it's not coming from me, it's coming from the actual evidence. There has been an estimated 10 to 20 children throughout the pandemic who have died from this disease who did not have comorbidities, 10 to 20. So the, the flu is worse. The point of all of this is just simply this. Why is the left fighting ghosts 
and very often the right actual fighting, actually fighting injustice. I'm not trying to be favorite, a favoritist here. I'm trying to point out an issue that I hope will help us all. I think what's happening is this, is that the left is experiencing a cultural shift further and further and further away from a religious ideology, from a faith perspective. As that is happening on the left, inevitably what's coming from it is that there is this existential crisis, this search for metaphysical meaning in the lives and in the hearts of people. And as they're going through that search and wrestling with that idea, they're having to come up with purpose that doesn't come from a transcendent God, that just comes from mere activism. And people are desperate almost now to find something that they can be an activist for simply because they're not finding purpose where we used to find it from in the past, from our religion from our short shared values with those that we're in community with, from a shared sense of meaning, from, from, an, from an anchor that transcends human institutions. Listen, I could understand if I didn't believe in God, I would be in despair right now and I would be fighting mad to try to create some kind of change. And, and in ways, look, I understand if I didn't believe in God, I would be in despair 24-7. Because all my hope would be in human institutions that right now are, are eroding before our very eyes. The academy, legacy media, uh, and even in the church in some ways. I, I would be in despair, but I have hope because my hope is not in this world. My hope is in something eternal. My hope is in something that's bigger and more powerful than this world. It doesn't put me on the sideline and just say that I hope. It certainly puts me on the front lines, but, but it keeps me from just ultimately searching through the garbage to try to find anything that I can find to cling to. And very often that's what's happening. So I think it's a little bit ironic to say the least that the left is not pioneering an effort, effort and certainly leftists not pioneering an effort to defend those who right now are being treated unjustly based upon this vaccine mandate. So that's my thinking on the issue. I would love to hear what you have to say. Make sure to leave respectful comments below and then to like, share, and subscribe. Thanks so much for watching. You can catch brand new episodes of Indie Thinker with Reed Uberman every Monday and weekly bonus episodes to keep you thinking throughout the week. But you have to subscribe and click the bell to be notified when new episodes drop. If you enjoy this content, make sure to like this video and share it with friends.